Welcome to another edition of the Jeff Rambo Show. And today, you know, they're all special, but this one's really special because there's no greater honor than I can give to a football player than to say he's one of my guys. And today, I'm bringing you one of my guys, a guy that uh, has an absolutely incredible story. And uh, I think a story that a lot of young players ought to listen to and hear, because if you think you got no shot, as long as you got a little self-belief and a little bit of talent, you really do have a shot. Today, we're with Indianapolis Colts tight end, Nico Kalinich. All right, Nicola, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. What an honor to be here. Thank you so much for that introduction. Hey, you've earned it, man. You really have earned it. And Michael, come on in. I, I want I want you to join us, if you would, now that you're back from your trip to England and uh, the <laughs> London game. Um, I got to tell you something, man, when you talk about, you know, we, you and I are big on promoting the game around the world and seeing players from different, you know, ethnicities, different backgrounds, different countries, getting an opportunity. I know you're bullish on the, the Irish guys and certainly as an Irishman, but Nico has a crazy, crazy story. I, I think it's, it's amazing to, uh, obviously, see the growth of the game and it's it's i think even outside of the nfl uh, and jeff if i'd realized i was going to be talking i would have had a proper microphone and a proper laptop but i'm here and i'm delighted to be here but um even to see serbia as a nation you look at nikola Jokic in, in the nba and the guys that are really flying the flag for their country it's uh it's a really big deal isn't it it's, it's awesome to see yeah it, it is nico what is it what is it like now when you think about being a Serbian in the National Football League. Oh, it's an honor. I mean, I mean, there hasn't been a lot, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I'm proud to represent just a just another 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 data another opportunity to represent my country and the the country that I, that my background is, and uh, it's an honor. It's honestly is an honor to be even talked about in, in those names of Jokic and stuff, but we come from the same region. I mean, he's from the north of my parents, where they came from in Serbia. They're from the north as well. Um, two small villages called Novi Knezvac and Banat Angelo. And so that's where they come from. And they came to Canada in uh, 93. So definitely having being born in Canada, but, but being raised Serbian was, was an honor and, and real pleasure. Now, talk to me about that exodus from Serbia to Canada, you know, how it happened, what, what your parents were thinking at the time and why they decided on Canada. Uh, I, so they saw Canada as up and coming. Um, they, they went, my dad went here, came, came to Canada a couple, couple years before for, he came for a, a short amount of time just to kind of scout it out, see what, what it's all talk. And, uh, he really enjoyed it. And so he told my mom and both of them came down and, uh, and then me and my sister, my sister and I came up and uh, yeah, it was, that was, that was their way of kind of uh, leaving back home and, and starting their, their family and their uh, kind of leaving their footmark on the world. You know, you're, you're actually a double national, man, because you, you're a, a Serbian and a Canadian playing at the highest level in American football, the National Football League, and your, your journey, your football journey has been really an interesting one. What, yeah. take back to when you first started playing football because the football that most Serbian kids play or, or kids of Serbian descent play 
is what we refer to as football, soccer. soccer. Yeah, exactly. But uh, same thing. I mean, I started playing football, soccer. I played soccer in when I was a kid growing up and I was a goalie, right? So I, I kind of credit my hand-eye coordination to, to being coached at a really young age, to me being a kid in, that really wanted to play goalie and I didn't really want to run around, but I wanted to catch the ball and play defense kind of thing. So I really enjoyed doing that. And then I started playing uh, football in, in grade 11 in high school. So as a, what is that? That's a junior in, soft, in, in, in high school. Because um, I, don't, I don't know, like, I wanted to play when I, was, when I was in grade nine and grade 10, but my coach was like, oh, you should continue with volleyball because at the time I was playing rep volleyball. So, I mean, I was like, okay, but like, I really want to play. So he ended up letting me play and, and I really did well. And a community coach that was helping with the team, he ended up uh, recommending that I go try out at least for like Etobicoke Eagles, which was our like community football team in the area. Uh, ended up going there, tried out, made the team and, and then started learning about this game of football because up until then I just watched it every once in a while. I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan or anything, but I just watched it with my dad a couple of times. And so I started learning more and more and more. And the more I learned, the, the more I fell in love with the game because it was such an interesting game. And I mean, when it comes down to being a, a full team and you, at the time it's like, I was a big kid, always a big kid growing up. So I wasn't allowed being aggressive in any sport that we played. So this is the one time I was allowed to, to be as aggressive as I wanted to. And it kind of ended up being that way. And, I, and so I ended up uh, deciding to play football at York University, which at the time wasn't one of the, one of the top contenders. It was one, one of the lower um, teams in, in the division, but I just, I, I don't know, I got all these offers to go play a, a Western at McMaster. I mean, I had a bunch of, I think I had six maybe or seven, not a lot, but just enough for me um, offers to go play at college. But I ended up choosing York because of the coaching. And, and one of the pitches that I had talked, one of the guys that I had talked to, he sold me a pitch in the sense that, listen, this is who I am. And he explained to me, what his philosophy is with football, how he teaches, what he's done, his his resume. And, and I really fell in love with that. And that was Kamal Peterson, which is actually my trainer now. And so he he took me under his wing at York. And I mean, my first couple of years at York were not any anything to be the proudest that. I mean, I, I used to miss workouts and stuff. And I used to be a total head case and almost almost got got cut by the team because I was I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing and just thinking that I could play just how I am. You know, I didn't have to work out. I was good enough. And then I kind of was humbled and then learned my lesson. And then uh, this was only after I got an accolade. So, I mean, it was it was like, OK, well, now maybe I can actually do it. But what, what do I have to do? It's like, OK, you have to start going to the weight room. And I and I was a big kid, but never, never worked out, never really lifted weights, never really enjoyed running. I mean, I was just a very big physical, big boned kid. And so I started working out. And I mean, I, I enjoyed seeing the development with football, but I also enjoyed seeing my physical development being like the big kind of chubbier kid to, to starting getting into the, the shape of what I wanted to be in, in the future. And so he helped me with all that and, and taught me everything I kind of 
had to know as a receiver because at the time I wasn't playing fullback I didn't I didn't really want to hit people like like how he was explaining to me how how I how it had to look what it had to look like you know and so I was like no that's not me I want to play still like a slot back receiver I'm I'm still I'm just a big receiver and then in my third third year that transition year because that was that was the biggest change in my life because because that was when he we started I that was my first set of winter workouts 6 a.m winter workouts and I mean I used to get up um at 4 45 after a night's work and and go to the bus stop he would pick me up at the bus stop at at what was it I think 505 or something like that we would get to the facility at York for 5.30 and then and then have winter workouts at six. And so I was always ready to go, ready, excited. And yeah, I don't even know what, what else. Like there's, there was so much that-, that, that wait, 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 now I gotta, first of all- There's I gotta so go many things, I, like I keep going, but I don't know I go, when to stop. <laughs> I gotta go way back because I can't, first of all, I can't imagine the only reason they would have ever played you at goalie is because you were the biggest guy on the team, right? But the, I think the I, biggest I, and your competitiveness, and I can't imagine you standing in goal watching other guys run around. And it wasn't not, it wasn't me watching; it was me yelling at them because I was <laughs> such an aggressive person. Like I was so aggressive and on the attack always that I I would scream, "Hey, he's behind you! Go left, the other side!" So. I was a screamer when I played goalie and, and I made sure that everyone saw everything that I saw. So. All right, fans, I got to take you now to draft preparation. It's been a few years ago. I, I what, what was you, when did you come out? 17, 18? 19, 19 was my draft class and 19 was my first year. Right, so, so draft class was in 18. Um, I went to LA uh, for my draft prep and ended up losing I think about 25 or 30 pounds at that prep because I mean up until then it was kind of that winter bulk season and then it's like okay now you gotta slim down and and make sure you get a, a low time for your 40 bench press and have all those tangibles but still continue learning the game and and development so went there and spent about I think it was almost a month about about a month maybe six weeks uh, prepping for that process and then came back and, and did the national combine um, in Toronto uh, and had a great time, had a meeting with all the, co- all the teams and all the coaches. And, and that was my, kind of my first, uh, my first time dipping my toe into, into the water when it comes down to being a professional and seeing what, what being a professional would kind of start to look like. And yeah, that, right, was, now, that I- was the problem. I think this is really important, Diane. I don't want to miss on this because as we watched you on tape, right? And, and, I'm, and I'm saying this not for you, obviously, but I'm saying this for every young athlete, every young football player that's out there listening to this podcast about how you never know. And it's not, you know, York University struggled the entire time you were there. But when you watched as a, as a, pro guy when you watch a player you don't care about whether he wins or loses per se what you want to see is you want to see certain traits that all great athletes have and the one thing that was 
that certainly tipped the scales in your favor. Obviously, you could see you were big, you could run, you could catch, you know, had eye-hand-eye eye coordination, could track the ball, all that kind of stuff. But the your aggressiveness and your play, I won't say play to the whistle, I'll say play through the whistle mentality <laughs> was the, I know, I, I said draft him in the first round because I knew right away that you were going to be at least a fantastic special teams player early in your career as you started, as you continued to learn the game, because you really didn't have a great background in football at that time. Yeah. So, I mean, this, that was kind of like the one thing my mom growing up, she was, she raised me and my sister as a single mother. Um, and so her one thing always that kind of resonated, resonated to me and stuck with me was which means in Serbian, it's, not over till it's not it till it's over basically and so that was kind of my mentality playing football it was just okay well it's not over till the whistle's blown like and till I hear the whistle and and then in college I mean I was I was not not the nicest dude and I mean I I, I always I, I haven't looked back at the tape but I always kind of remember okay you weren't you weren't the best player you you were kind of an ass like um but up until then, it's like when my when my coach Kamal Peterson, when he started coaching me, and, and he explained to me, he's like, "Hey, like, you know, as a, it would be so nice to be playing just on offense, but like, there's a huge role in special teams, and you are a demon when it comes down to playing on special teams because you're somebody that's annoying that'll constantly be on you, that'll constantly try to be pushing you 24/7, like, and that you could play like a big role and you could play in the league for a long time doing that. There's a lot of guys like search them up. He uh, told me about a bunch and I went and looked it up and I was like, wow, like, okay, there, there's maybe a chance like for this to happen. And at the end of the day, it's like, I just go out and try my best, try my hardest. I mean, don't let anyone tell you you can't or can can or can't do anything. Like at the end of the day, give it your best. And at the end of the day, it's not over till it's not over. So. Well, fans, you got you got to have. I wish I could put together a highlight tape of this guy when he played for me because, you know, that there is a thing. <laughs> we have a little thing we call taking souls, and basically, if you take a man's soul, it's you knocking off his feet. It's a tremendous hit. And Nico was, <laughs> Nico was Nico was one of the top soul takers I've ever been around. And I still remember you, you know, knocking guys' helmets off. And, and really, I mean, just we're able to take that role, expand on that role, and then yeah. as back each back tight end kind of guy, draw the attention of the National Football League. And after your second year with us, you sign a, con a contract with the Indianapolis Colts and yeah. go down eight in the NFL. Take me through the last day when it's final cut down day. What was that like for you? Oh man. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I came in there smiling. Like it was weird. And, and the, like coaches were kind of looking at me like, why is this guy smiling? Like scouts are looking, why is he smiling? I'm like to be where I am like not nobody expected me to come here I mean at the end of the day it's like if I make it I make it if I don't I don't make it it is what it is and I tried my best and I gave it my all and I've learned so much and being here has developed me because at the end of the day it's like if if I can't get better what am I what am I here for you know so I've up until then it was like I was I was trying so hard to learn it and I, I really credit the, the OTAs and and those 
nine weeks of preparation because without those nine weeks, I don't, I don't think I would have been um, as knowledgeable right now as I am. So, so I'm really grateful for, for the preparation and, and all that, all that stuff to, to kind of help develop me and, and, and give me an opportunity. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, you, I gave it my best, you know? Hey, now I got to ask you, did you ever have, and I, I think I know the answer to this because I know you pretty well, right? As a matter of fact, I think I know you really well. But <laughs> did you ever have one of those moments where you were out there on the field, maybe in a preseason game or in practice, and all of a sudden you look around and go, holy shit, I'm in the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, I think I, think I really... I think my first real day was 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 kind of when I was in that Buffalo uh, when when we had the Buffalo preseason week one. I mean, when my NFL career started was kind of in 2019 when I got a, a tryout with the Buffalo Bills, and I remember going to that trial as a I felt like a, I remember it like being a kid like on Christmas, you know, seeing everything. Wow, like this is so cool, especially coming from the program that I came from. You, you didn't have anything. And then all of a sudden you have all sorts of pop cans that are healthy and then shakes here and cafeteria food there. Like, and so that was kind of like a, like, wow, like back then. So, so going back then there, I was like, okay, well, I remember that feeling when, when they released me and, and me not so, not so much being disappointed, but being like, wow, I really want to get back to where I am. It's like, okay, you came back. Like you, 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 you said you were going to be back. You're back now go, now go, uh, go show out and, and go, go, go show them what you got, you know? And, and I had, I think a pretty good game. I had the most physical play of the game. Um, it was like a, a slice crack block across the line. And, and, and I mean, I went full out, you know, how I go hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. And so, I mean, I got, I got that respect, I think. And they saw that, that I was willing to, to kind of, do the do my job at a very high level and and give him my all you know now nico um I'll, again i want to ask you to give us some insights into you know first of all the Colts situation right you go to the colts uh, matt ryan comes in there's tremendous expectations of him to be the quarterback and everybody said well they're just a quarterback away from being over the hump and being a super bowl team and it's been a tough tough year how has the locker room hung together through that period? Yeah, I mean the guys, the guys are awesome. It's a very, very family. Like just like when we were in uh, in 2019 with the Tie Cats. I mean, it's it's very family oriented, and and at the end of the day, it's like we all have one common goal together that we want to achieve greatness. And and we've we've all been in meetings and and been there when coaches have been explaining us our path to how we're gonna reach greatness. So, I mean, just continuing to kind of push each other and, and have that competitive toughness between each other to, to try to continue competing and, and being better, 1% better every single day and, and uh, not, not giving up on the team and not giving up hope and, and continue to, to get 1% better. All right. Now, one of the things about, and I remember we would say this uh, on occasion, you know, everybody loves football. Football doesn't love anybody. Yeah. You've seen that up close and personal now in the last 24 hours. Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator, was let go today. Um, Neheim Hines was traded today to Buffalo. So you lose a teammate and you lose a member of the coaching staff, an offensive coordinator. 
what's it like in the locker room when when that kind of thing comes down yeah it's tough because those are two two really great men and really great people like uh it's hard to it's hard to lose it but this is actually my first time also having to, uh, to be in a situation like that and i mean everyone's kind of just kind of hesitant to say anything i think and just it's like quiet and and we haven't really talked with the team yet so uh tomorrow is going to be our first team meeting and everyone's going to see each other tomorrow so we'll just uh see how it goes then and and i i don't know we'll see. it is what it is and we kind of have to have that next man up mentality and and continue to our uh goal at the end of the day now you you talked about getting one percent better right and i remember we used to always say what are you working on today and yeah you when you look at yourself and you evaluate yourself as a young tight end in the National Football League, where are the areas where you feel like you need to grow the most going forward? Yeah, I think I just want to continue learning the game. Um, my footwork, I mean, I want to continue getting that better and hand placement, and then also just continue um, increasing my speed and, and having that kind of like program, those programs to to increase my speed so that I'm faster on the field and, and quicker on the field. And so I could be kind of that dual threat kind of, you have to watch him for the pass and then also watch him for the run, but also develop those muscles and, and, and strengths to, to, to lead me and be in being successful. We know Nico, I've been blessed to coach a lot of NFL players and a lot of great players in, in a lot of leagues but you are truly one of my guys and I'm so happy for you um, to see you go from where you came to where you are today is, is truly, truly a pleasure. And I wish you all the best of luck and thank you so much for coming on the show. And after you score your first touchdown, we'll get you back on the show. Sounds good. I appreciate you, Jeff, so much. Thank you for everything you've done for me a lot. I love you, man. Thank you so much. Love you too. Take care.